What is up everyone and welcome to the new set. What do you think? Did a bit of work over the last few weeks and um, yeah, things are a little bit different around here. We've got, we've got new lighting, better cameras, you know, a desk. I've got a desk now, I can uh, work from that uh, just for these shows, you know. I've also got a comfier chair which I realize makes a lot of fart noises and uh, I've got some cool lighting everywhere. Ooh, look at this, look at the production quality getting stepped up in here. Um, but it, I mean, none of this would have been possible if it wasn't for your guys' support and for your support specifically. So thank you so much for being so, um, for turning up and watching these shows and being so supportive and motivating to me um, for everything I'm doing and what I'm building. It's because I can keep making things better because you guys are supporting what I'm doing and it makes it worth, I guess, my effort and time to do this kind of stuff. I mean, then again, I would still be doing this even if it just helped one person. So um, I guess that's not so much a factor, but yeah. Anyway, so welcome. Welcome to the new set. Uh, the last couple of weeks have been crazy. If you have been following my page, you probably would have noticed that I was AWOL for like two weeks. That was because, uh, you might've known up until this point, my wife has been pregnant, uh, had been pregnant and we were waiting. Uh, our due date was the 21st of September. So I kind of tried to finish my work up around the 21st thinking that the baby could be there on the due date maybe could have been there earlier could be there later and it ended up being there later we sat around for about a week waiting for this baby to come not knowing if you know you wake up each day not knowing if you have to leave that afternoon or that morning to go to the hospital like you don't really want to book anything or plan anything because you don't know when you're going right so it was it was a very long week of like sitting in this limbo purgatory middle ground, not knowing what we were going to do or like, uh, what our plans were. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was kind of crazy. It was just like, she woke, uh, we had, a, we had an, uh, antenatal appointment booked and she woke up the night before with contractions. And 26 hours later, we brought our firstborn, our little daughter into the world called Julia. And she's absolutely beautiful. And she's been taking up all of my time for the last week. And I mean, it's even hard for me to duck away and do one of these pre-recorded shows uh, because I just love being around her so much. So I can't wait to can't wait to go back and hug her after this as well. I, I think I'm bothering her with too much affection, but she's gonna have to get used to it. Um, but yeah, things have been pretty good. We've been uh, settling into parent life because this is our first child. So uh, you might have to um, bear with me while I kind of figure it all out and then get back into like a, a um, home and work life balance, you know, but, um, I've been working. Uh, that's the thing. You can't really, even if I go on holiday, I don't ever really stop working. Even if I go somewhere with no technology and no internet, I still just start brainstorming and try to think out ways of doing things better. And this, like these last two weeks have been no exception. I've been thinking about my branding calls, which I don't know if you know about this, but just in case you don't, I've been doing one-on-one -on -one branding calls with uh, artists to work one-on-one -on -one with them to help them. I don't know if, if you follow my Instagram and these shows and that kind of thing, every now and then I might touch on an exercise or something that's slightly more advanced than just like a surface level answer. Um, but most of the stuff on my Instagram and um, on these shows uh, me kind of uh, answering questions as quickly as I can, giving a more generalized answer, right? I've spent years coming up with actual formulas and methods and like advanced marketing tactics that make a huge difference and are super powerful, but 
for me to dive into them on these shows, uh, they become too, um, I don't know, I feel like the show might not be the, the right format to do that. In the past, I've talked about finding a core brand direction, which is kind of just getting into that world. Um, and it, you guys seem to love that. And I think that's really cool. And that combined with the fact that I've been doing these branding calls and every artist that I've worked with has... Um, been over the moon about what we've talked about and the training within those calls. And I mean, they're like two or three hours long and I just go a thousand mile an hour and just say as much as I can. Uh, cause I'd rather over teach than leave them like, like under teach them. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so yeah, I've been flat out doing them and I mean, I'm booked out for the foreseeable future. I mean, it's been an absolute crazy time and people are just liking what I have to say that much that I just, don't have enough time to get to everyone uh, that is asking to book in these calls. And to be honest, they're quite draining because of the fact that, as I said, they're about three hours of me going flat out. So uh, it's really hard for me to do them back to back. So even if I tried to do them full time, I still couldn't get through everyone and it would just be incredibly draining. So I'm trying to find a way to kind of balance it all around so that I can still keep providing like the best type of content I can for free for you guys without it becoming um, too uh, strenuous of a task. Um, yeah, so I've been thinking about a way to do that. So that's why I've been writing it all down into this book that I'm writing called The Four-Dimensional Songwriter. Now, The Four-Dimensional Song the Four Dimensional Songwriter, that book will have more information in it than any branding call I ever do because it's just straight value-packed information, right? Uh, but I do try to squeeze as much as I can into these branding calls. Uh, as I said, The Four-Dimensional Songwriter should be out by early next year, just within the next few months. But I don't want to wait three months or you know, even two months or even one month to be able to provide as much value as I can. That's too long of a time for me to sit around waiting. So while the book's getting edited and getting printed and then able to be posted out, uh, I, by the way, I'm still taking uh, names for the shortlist for that as well. So if you're someone who... Um, if you're someone who wants to be on the early adoptive list, the first in line group to be able to read it straight away uh, before anyone else and get one of the first copies, uh, it's free. Remember, I'll just send you a copy. Uh, just send me a DM on Instagram and let me know that you want that. Um, I'm still doing that. But in the meantime, I don't want to have to wait that long before I can start helping people. So I'm... I came up with the idea of doing my, instead of just a branding call where it's just like on Skype and we usually just talk through a video camera, uh, I've, I've turned my training that I do on those calls into a, like a PowerPoint presentation, like a Google Sheets presentation to be specific and have, I had all the information within that, that I think is really going to make a difference in, in, in your life with your music. Like this isn't, this isn't information you can get anywhere else. No one's thinking like I am with the music industry and no one's come up with that. If my phone keeps going off with Instagram messages, I will, um, I'll, I'll mute it. Um, but yeah, so where was I? I really think it's going to help you. It's because the information inside these, uh, these, these methods and tactics that I've come up with, you can't get anywhere else. And, um, no one's thinking like I am with that. So uh, you can't find it anywhere else, but I pretty much can guarantee you that everyone else would be charging to teach you this. And I'm not, I want to give it away for free. So starting, I think probably within two weeks time, I'm going to start doing, I don't know how regular they're going to be depending on how many people want me to do them. That will change how often I actually go about doing them. Uh, but I'm going to start doing uh, group branding calls uh, online. So it's going to be a live stream that'll run for from two to three hours long. And I'm just going to go a thousand mile an hour and just tell you as much as I can uh, about all my tactics and ways that you can go about actually making a difference in the world and actually getting your music heard and um, 
and just just standing out from the crowd. Like the, the the new music industry is absolutely crazy, and it's just a sea of static of all these artists trying to like just white noise, right? They're just all trying to yell for the same thing and trying to capture the same attention that you are. And the stuff that I've come up with gives you a massive advantage. And uh, every single person that I've taught it to has implemented it and seen huge results. And I want that to be the same for you as well. So if you want to join me for one of these online presentations, I'm going to start them about two weeks time. Uh, I only have very limited spots and that's not me doing like fake scarcity or anything like that. I just don't want that to become too busy. I put it up on my Instagram today saying that, um, you know, the, the, if you want to like if you want to secure a seat to message me and I put 15 spots open and they've nearly filled, I'll probably open a few more, but I don't want to get it to a point where there's like, you know, hundreds of people inside these classes because it might become too noisy with question and answers. Because even with my content, if I just go flat out, I'm nearly hitting three hours worth of talking anyway. So I don't want it to run for five hours, you know, so I'd rather break everyone up into smaller groups. But if you want to have access to the very, very first one, or at least maybe you might get to me and it might be full, but I'll put you on the next one. Uh, I'll still make sure that you can get access to it for free. Just send me a DM on Instagram and we will work it out. Um, because I, I, I really, really believe that it's going to help you with your music. And, um, this is like advanced marketing training that you can't get anywhere else. Um, as I said, this isn't surface level stuff. This is for the people who want to find actionable strategies and real ways to go about, um, you know, really making a difference in the world with your music. Uh, there is no catch. This isn't some, uh, you know, when people, you know, you're probably inundated on Facebook with people being like, Hey, join my free training. And then, uh, you, you go watch it and it's like something they could have, it goes for 90 minutes, but, uh, inside that webinar, there was like the training itself is something they could have said in 10 minutes, but they dragged it out into like this 90 minute sales pitch. And at the end, they try to sell you on a thousand dollar course. This is not that I'm not selling you anything within these courses. It's 100% me trying to give you as much value as I can within these live streams. And I'll work with, and it's an opportunity for me to work with music artists that are serious about reaching their music goals. I don't want to work with you if you're thinking that um, I'm going to do the work for you or that I'm going to teach you how to like get signed to a label and they'll do the work for you. I want to work with you if you're serious about reaching your music goals and are prepared to put the work in to make that happen. So if that sounds like you, send me a message and we'll make it happen. Uh, as I said, it's about two weeks away and I'll pick a time zone spot that works for most amount of people. Um, at the moment, I think the time zone is looking like being about 6 p.m. in um, West Coast in uh, America. It, for me, that's just morning in Australia time, but I'm trying to make sure that like Australians can watch it in the morning as well as the, uh, you know, Americans, you guys can watch it because um, that's where the majority of my followers are from. Um, you know, you guys can watch it at 6 p.m. and then on the east coast in new york and stuff you guys can start it at whatever it might be 9 p.m. and then it still doesn't finish like 4 a.m. in the morning you know so I'll finish around midnight in new york and i guess that's the worst case scenario but if, if there's a bigger time zone that people would uh, prefer more then i'll look at that uh, but the, I don't want to do any replays. So if you miss the training, you miss it. I don't want to. Um, I don't want to encourage the thought of like, oh, I might just not show up and I'll just watch the replay. I'm not going to do replays. I want you to be there. I want you to be active, and I want to work through this stuff with you. All right. So welcome to live with Jason John Evans. That was a pretty long intro, but uh, as I said, this week has been crazy. So I'm just getting settled again, getting sorted into normal life. Um, but yeah, I mean, I can't wait. I've been looking forward to getting back into doing these shows. Obviously this isn't live. You can hear my phone going off because people are messaging me on Instagram and, uh, that kind of thing. But this is a pre-recorded one with video for the inner circle. Um, just so, uh, you know, cause I have to do them at times that are the most convenient, but I look forward to getting back to doing actual live streams and, um, 
networking, not networking, what's the word, like engaging with you guys uh, soon. We've got a cool show today. The three questions that we'll be answering, well, the first two as part of this show, and uh, you might be hearing this on the podcast now. If you haven't subscribed to my podcast yet, go do it. I am Northbound. You can go look at it. Uh, you can go find that podcast anywhere that you listen to your podcast. Subscribe to it. I am putting a lot of content in there, and I do have plans to put a lot of content in there, exclusive outside of the inner circle as well. So if you really want extra great content to help you with your music, journey go um go subscribe to that uh, but the two questions i'm answering today on the on the normal show is uh how do i create hype for my music if i'm bad at networking which is a great question and now uh, secondly how do you how do you find time to go to work and school and balance your music on the side and if you join us within the inner circle uh, if you're watching this now then you just get access to it straight away but if you're hearing this on the podcast and you want to hear the bonus question go sign up for the inner circle which is at iamnorthbound.com I've plugged so much today and the the ongoing theme between all of it is that it's free. Everything's free. I just want to give you as much as I can. So if you haven't joined IamNorthbound.com yet, go join and you'll get access to the bonus question, which is, should I audition for a vocal-based talent TV show? Which is a really, really cool question. I can't wait to answer that because... Um, yeah, I see a lot of music artists doing that and um, it might be causing adverse effects to your career. So the first question today was, yeah, first question today that has been submitted is how do I create hype for my music if I'm bad at networking? I totally understand this. I know exactly what it's like um, to feel, I don't know, it depends. It might just be that you just aren't good with people or you don't like talking to people particularly. You could be an introverted personality. I mean, I can relate. I'm not really that extroverted. Um, which some people find um, hard to believe because when I talk to people, I usually don't kind of uh, not respond or act. I don't want to say those words because it's not the best description, but I, I'm not, I don't seem very introverted when I talk to people, but I think I've just gotten so used to being able to communicate with people that I, I kind of hide my uh, introvertedness. Uh, but I totally know the same thing. I, I, I always get a bit like, oh man, do I have to, you know, do I have to send emails? Do I have to talk to people? Uh, that kind of thing. So I totally get it. And if, if I was pushing my music project at the moment, I'm not a, you know, those type of hustling guys that are like, you know, get up each day and go out into the streets and just try to go listen to my music. I don't have that in me. So I totally know where you're coming from. Uh, I, I genuinely believe that being an introverted personality doesn't hold you back from, uh, I don't want to say doesn't altogether because there are some advantages that being extroverted has, but there are also some advantages that you'll inherently receive as being um, an introvert as well. Uh, extroverts might get to uh, networking quicker because they're much, uh, they're much more, um, ready and you know what I mean? Like they're actually more charged up to do it, uh, more keen to do it. Um, but being introverted doesn't mean that you can't develop hype around your music. Uh, networking is a fantastic thing and it's really cool to do that. I recommend that every single music artist uh, takes an hour, like it's not even long, but take an hour after every one of your live performances to just go meet people that came to your show. This is a side point, but I really think it's important. Uh, what matters more than anything in the world is, um, getting to know your listener, uh, cause 
to 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 a listener, you on stage, uh, you know, you're you're the you may as well be the famous one. You know, they're the, they've come to watch you perform, they've come to watch you play live and watch your set. They just think they're another face in the crowd to you. If you can just show them like five minutes of your time to really let them know how much uh, they matter to you as a fan, you'll earn a fan for life. I've said this from the very beginning. If people, a lot of people think that you know, how do I find fans? Like fans are the end game. Fans are not the end game. Fans are like the second last stage, and then you've got one more uh, to the right of that, which is um, true fans. Like which are true fans. So true fans are the ones that'll drive you know, two or three hours just to watch you perform and they'll buy anything you bring out and they'll line up outside five hours early just to get front row at your concert. And if you want someone to become a true fan, just good music alone won't get them there. You can try so hard to push your music down people's throats and like, listen to this, listen to that. But music is just music, right? And I've always said this from the beginning, it's never been about your music. And People, a lot of people like get uh, challenged by that because they think, how is it not about my music? I'm a musician. But my whole point is you're so much bigger than just a, a music artist, right? You're not just a musician. You're a creative. Uh, you're a creative that uses music as your channel or vessel to communicate your emotion. So to prove my point is that... Uh, Music isn't only what you're good at. Chances are, if you come up with, if you have, if you've written a, a new song or something like that, chances are that you have an idea for what the film clip should be. If you were just a music artist, you would, you wouldn't, um, you wouldn't know how to come up with a film clip idea because that would be something that a video artist would do, right? So that's my point. You could, you might even find that you like sketching out your album artwork, or you might like painting, like because you're a creative. You're just choosing music as your weapon of choice. Does that make sense? So that's the same thing with, um. That's the same thing with everything in general. So you're so much bigger than just a music artist. You're a creative. And it's never been about your music. People don't listen to your music. Oh, people, some people do, true. But the like generally, the thing that turns people into true fans is not just about your music being good. They're looking for a connection in the middle. They want your music to change them in some kind of way. Now, if you have quite emotive music... That's fine because you've done the work for them. They'll, they'll listen to your song at the right time of their life and will attach it and say, your music got me through some really hard times and that'll be where you've developed a true fan, right? Uh, the same thing goes for, um, well, the opposite thing goes, sorry, for like when people listen, say if you write music that's just instrumental dance music. Humans are so focused on building a connection before they look at building music themselves that it's 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 not even it's not even a joke right it's so much so that if you provide no lyrics in your music and no real direction of like something that they can relate to through that they'll force a connection on your music by associating it with a time of their life like they'll go man i love that track you did it just reminds me of like summer 2016 when i went up the coast on holidays so see what i mean humans are always trying to find a connection more so than they are just wanting to hear good music and as soon as you think outside of the box and realize your potential there, your whole world changes, right? It's not about trying to force your music upon people. It's genuinely about trying to force, not force, but it's genuinely about trying to encourage a connection between you and your listener. So that's what brings people to true fandom. Now I went on a huge tangent there, but bring it all the way back. So if they've come and watched you perform live, you need to uh, nurture that connection because that's what they want. They've heard good music, but 
if, if, if you can prove to them that they matter to you, they're going to want to do that 10 times more to pay you back. So if they've come to a show and you acknowledge them for that, you can almost guarantee that they're going to come to 10 more shows in the future. If you, if you encourage them for being so supportive, they're going to one up that next time to find that connection with you next time. So this is how you develop real true fans. It's through a connection. And that's why ego should be left at the door. Ego is so toxic and you don't want that in your life. But the music artists that get off stage and just leave straight away and think they're above the crowd never end up developing true fans, right? But it's the ones that come off stage and walk out into the crowd and just find out about your fan base. What are they like? What are they? Uh, what do they like? Like, what? who are they as people? Like, what do they do on the weekends? Why did they come out? What have they got on the next day? Like, show an interest in their life. I remember years ago, like absolutely years ago, I was 17. So what's that? 13 years ago. That's crazy. I'm getting so old. But I was earning like $60 a week teaching guitar. And my friend and I found out that one of our favorite bands were, were playing in town at like the, the, the university. And I was like, we've got to go see them. Like, that'd be really cool. Right. So I'll tell this story really quickly, but more or less we went in there and found out the tickets were $45 each. I couldn't afford that once I paid for fuel for my car I, and I had like bills, I had gear I was paying off cause I bought a new guitar amp, I think. So I, I couldn't afford $45. Um, so what we did was we went up to a security guard and said, we're not going to cause you any trouble, but we're 17 years old. Uh, this is an 18 plus event. We're not going to drink. We're not going to cause you any problems. But do you mind if we just sit here on this like uh, brick wall and just listen to the bands play? Because you could hear them. Um, they were inside, but we were like, you know, it was a small venue, but we were outside on the brick wall. And the security guard said, um, typically she'd say no. Like she would say not to do that because, you know, this can't run the risk that you're not going to jump the fence and then, you know, cost the venue a fortune in uh, insurance if something went wrong. So uh, usually she'd say no, but coincidentally, um, the guy I was there with is, was my best mate, is one of my best mates still, uh, but uh, we uh, played in a band together and that was like the bass player in my band. And she said that she worked the security at the football stadium the week before and we played at the football stadium the week before. It was like a real uh, serendipitous moment of uh, being able to, you know, in the right place at the right time. And she's like, cool, well, I have no problem with you sitting there and stuff as long as you don't cause any problems. So we did and we sat there and listened to them and it was amazing. But we, the whole time we watched them, it was like this little bit of glass and we could see like little bits of like a guitar headstock and like the singer come forward into the crowd sometimes. But we were watching like a side stage thing. There was just a massive green door that was we were pretty much staring at the whole time. And uh, yeah, uh, the door opened randomly and we found out pretty quickly that that door was the side stage exit for the bands in the green room. And our favorite band came outside and we were like, oh my, goodness so they were we kind of like let them be a bit but they were looking at us like oh what are you guys doing so we went over and said hello and um they you know they the they wanted to chat to us which was the craziest thing ever and I've always remembered that uh, it was a night that kind of changed my perspective of being in a band because every question I asked them about like oh how is the new album like we love you guys like love the album and they're like yeah 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 so where are you guys from what's it like in Australia blah blah, blah. and I couldn't believe it I said to him at one point I'm like enough about me like let's find out about you guys and he said I remember the bass player said to me um, why would you care about us this is your country we want to find out about like 
and it made me just like that perspective shift if they've flown over from America and they're just seeing Australia for the first time they want to know about the people here and they want to know about the people coming to their shows and I was like that changes everything for me so since that night because it I'm still a massive fan of that band because of the fact that they showed me that time of day I could never forget that so that's the same thing I started every single show I played I'd, if I could I mean if for some reason if we had to hit the road straight away for another show I couldn't but if I could I'd go out into the crowd and I'd meet people chat to them find out their names like make them feel welcome for coming to the show and that is probably one of the biggest reasons that my band got to the level of success that it did so you've got to show people that um that care and effort Uh, you got to put that effort in to show them that care sorry because that's what's going to build you true fans in the future so I understand that the question was, how can I create hype for my music if I'm bad at networking? I mean, there is plenty of stuff you can do as long as I post a lot on social media and that kind of thing. But what I wanted to do by telling you that specifically, because I kind of just told you how to network, um, uh, yes, it's kind of like fight fire with fire. But genuinely, I really believe that that uh, even if you're terrible at networking, it's not that hard to just go out. And when people, uh, if people have watched you perform or something like that, or if I mean, even online, if people are liking your 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 posts or writing nice comments, DM them. It's, you can do it online as well and ask them more questions about them than they ask about you. Always end everything you say with another question about them and their life, because if you do, that's what makes people want to talk about you. I talked about it in a podcast um, on, on, on previous podcast episodes. If you haven't heard it, go check it out. But word of mouth is so important. And this is how you generate word of mouth. Because if people are happy about you and think you're really cool, they're going to tell people about how great you are. Because um, it's really interesting because a lot of the times word of mouth is fueled by a status increase on the behalf of the person who's uh, transmitting it or speaking it. Sorry. But like, for example, like, um, if you talk to someone and uh, your music has a bit of hype around it, or if you're just starting to get traction, or maybe they think you're developing traction, it doesn't matter. If the person you've developed a connection with can tell one of their friends that they know you or at least have spoken to you, it makes them look cooler to their friends. So that's what makes people want to talk about it. Do you know what I'm saying? So in my situation, if I spoke to you and you gave me the time of day, I might tell someone else and be like, you know what? I spoke to them about their music. They're really cool because it makes me look like I'm networked to my friends, for example. So that's basic human behavior, what they kind of do. So if you can show people that, they're more than likely going to tell more people about you and that will inherently build a hype for your music. It's a bit of an outside of the box thinking on that one, but uh, if you genuinely pay an interest uh, into the lives of your listeners, some really big things can happen. So the second question I've got here today is how do you find time to go to work and school and balance music on the side? Totally get that. I mean, Luckily for me, like I finished high school and uh, I did six months at like a secondary learning um, facility. It is TAFE in Australia, but I don't know what it might be called somewhere else. But essentially it's like college and I studied... um, it's actually funny. I studied how to be a recording engineer and it turns out that I already knew it all. They, it was a very basic course and that wasn't me to be like, look how great I am, but they were kind of just, the lessons were very much like, this is a microphone. It picks up sound. And I had already run a recording studio for like four years. So, or three years or so. So I was, um, I, I thought I'd get more out of it than I did. But luckily six months into that, um, my band got picked up and signed to a record label. So s- since then I didn't really, um, I didn't really need to uh, try to balance university and school and or work and music. Uh, I did have to balance work, um, but that was that was a different thing altogether. So I, t- I can kind of understand where you're coming from. I can't say that I went through it for that long, but I do understand what it's like to have to balance everything. All you have to do is um, 
completely audit your time. So every single hour that you spend awake, you've got to like uh, hold yourself accountable. That's the that's the biggest thing. Uh, if you can hold yourself accountable, that's where you become super efficient. Um, and it's just stuff like. If you find yourself that you came home from school and you were like, you know what, I could get some stuff done with my music, but I'm too tired, I'm just gonna watch Netflix, and you watch like six hours of Netflix, you don't have to be just dis- like disappointed or depressed at yourself and be like, man, I'd get nothing done, I'm a waste of time. Don't look at it like that. Look at it as like, well, you know what, maybe instead of six hours of Netflix, I might just watch three, and then I'll spend those other three hours working on my music. Like, if you can audit yourself like that and hold yourself accountable, that's where you'll start making progress. It's the same thing with everything. You don't need to spend eight hours a day working on your music to make big things happen. If you have a plan and you know how to move forward, which plug again, this is all the stuff I talk about inside the uh, the branding calls that I'm gonna be doing as part of that. So if you join me for that, you'll have everything you need to make your plan to move forward. You just need to be taking small steps each day and it might just be an hour, an hour a day, maybe an hour in the morning, an hour at night and you'll go double as fast. Like it, you really don't need, you just have to work smart, not hard. I had a really good quote the other day that what someone said, um, I don't have the time to do that. And the response was, uh, you do have the time, you just chose something else. And that's a really cool way of looking at it with anything in life. Like everyone has the same amount of time each day. If you get eight hours of sleep per night, everyone else has got the same waking hours, right? It's just up to you on how you spend that time. Now, I understand that school and university and that can take up a lot of it. I get that. But if you want something bad enough, you'll make it work. Uh, you, you genuinely really can make it work. It, 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 like time is not a hard thing to get a handle on, especially if you are... Uh, if you need, like, you know what I'm saying? Like if you have the drive and the motivation, everything becomes possible. And a lot of the times that means uh, maybe, I don't know, it, it depends on what type of person you are. Uh, I think I think that example is a pretty good one about like um, finding how much time you spend on free time. So as I said, if you spent six hours on Netflix and then you halved it to three hours and you spent the other three hours working on your music, you're already doing crazy stuff there without having to sacrifice your hobbies or your, your le- leisure time, right? Is it leisure time or leisure time? I never know. Um, but yeah, so you don't have to sacrifice that because I think a lot of people love to just be like, take all the fun out of your life and just work all the time. But you, yeah, you definitely need fun. Uh, but maybe you might, you know, just take an hour off watching Netflix or maybe you just get, you know what, three hours, I don't even need that. I might just watch a show a night and then just keep working on my music or maybe work on your networking while you've got something on in the background. So if you can make your music career part of your leisure time or leisure time, whichever one it is, uh, that's when big things can happen. A lot of the times I'm working on all my networking and building my audiences and doing all that while I'm on the lounge watching TV. And it's just, I mean, it's so crazy the world we live in. Like when I was young, if you wanted to go on the internet, you had to go like sit at a computer and, you know, use dial up internet to, um, to, uh, connect, right? Like this is years back now, but y- there were no mobile devices. Like if you had a laptop, there was no Wi-Fi. Like it was just, you had to plug into Ethernet on the wall. And, um, yeah, it's just, it's crazy to even think that existed. But now we've got like phones in our pocket that are like more powerful than my laptop ever was back in the day by like five or tenfold, right? So now we can sit on the lounge, just have access to internet anywhere. So if you're sitting at the bus stop or if you're on your, your commute to work, like in, on a, like in a train or like on a bus or whatever, um, just quickly, why is it in a train but on a bus? Isn't that strange? Anyway, um, 
you can just access from your phone, like a ways to network and chat to people and build your audience and work on your social media creation posts and that kind of thing. But as I said, you need to join me for these online branding calls because the information inside that will give you everything you need so that I understand that a lot of the times when people find it hard with their music, it's because of the fact that you could be spending 10 hours a day working on your music and get nowhere because you're just spinning your wheels, right? If you don't have a plan, a plan of attack on how to move forward, you just have no idea of how to uh, actually make ground. So if you don't have a plan, you don't move forward. Uh, my branding courses teach you how to find a plan and like actionable strategies so that you know each day what you're working on. As I say all the time, most music artists wake up each day or they go to bed the night before and you're like, you know what, tomorrow I'm working on my music and they wake up early and, you know, they get up to me, they sit down and they open up their computer and they go, I don't know, how do I go about promoting myself? I don't know, uh, maybe I'll just go on Facebook and message people on that and then they get distracted by like a fail video or like a cat video or something. And uh, no, a fail video, they're funnier. And you'd be like, even though I love cats, mine's right there. Um, man, can you tell I'm getting distracted? But anyway, um, they get distracted, they'll get distracted right by the fail videos and then just be like, check their watch and suddenly it's lunchtime and they're like, oh, I didn't get anything done. Okay, after lunch, I'm gonna work on my music and they'll sit back down, get nothing done and then like two seconds later be like, you know what, I just have to go and write a song. Oh, that, that, that'll, that'll be how I can prove to myself that at least I made progress today. But as I say, music is just one piece of the puzzle. There are three other dimensions that you need to work on and master and refine to uh, move forward as a music artist. So if you just keep working on your music, you could have the greatest music in the world, but it won't matter because no one's gonna hear it and you're not gonna build your audience because you're not spending your time in the other fields. But if I said to you, go and work on your branding and uh, build your audience, you'd be like, okay, I know I have to do that, but how do I do that, right? So I'm saying these branding courses that I do will teach you how to do that so that each day you'd be like, oh, well, yeah, I know today these are the little milestones I have to hit to stay on track. So the way that you balance work, school, and music is by spending your time more, uh, I was going to say smartly, but isn't that ironic to say a word that doesn't exist or does it? No, it doesn't exist. Um, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Sp uh, to, to work smarter and not harder. So if you have a plan and you know how to move forward, that'll be how you can make big things happen for your music. But other than that, audit your time, hold yourself accountable. Um, it's the same thing as if you want to lose weight, right? Like you're not going to lose weight without exercising and you're not going to exercise unless you go out and exercise. So it's really easy to say the night before, you know what, I'm getting up early and I'm going for a run. But when that alarm goes off, it's even easier to roll over and hit snooze. You know what I'm saying? But if you can hold yourself accountable and be like, you know what, when that time comes, I'm getting out of bed and going for a run, that'll be how you lose weight. It's the same thing with your music. When that time comes that you've dedicated to work on your music, if you can just be like, I'm working on this because I want my music to become my dream life. This is my dream job. And this is like, I want to change the world. And this is what I've been put on this earth to do with my life. Then that motivation alone will fuel you through that. You know what I'm saying? Cool. So that's it for the regular show. I don't even have a word for what it might be, but I might just call it the uh, the outside the inner circle show. I uh, hope you've enjoyed. I hope you had fun. As I said, if you want to go to IamNorthbound.com, you can uh, join me for the rest of the show in which I answer the final question. Should I audition for a vocal-based TV talent show? I'm talking like, you know, uh, American Idol, Britain's Got Talent. Uh, or whatever variants of that, because there are a thousand of them, The Voice or whatever like that. Um, the answer might not be what you think. So I really recommend you come uh, join me for that. And I encourage you I encourage you to, because I 
think that you'll, uh, I don't know, I think, I think it'll really, it'll really help you. But if you are in the inner circle, just wait a few minutes for me to say goodbye to the podcasters and uh, we'll talk about it there. But thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Live with Jason John Evans. As I say, go to join, go and join IamNorthbound.com. DM me on Instagram and say, you know what, Jason, I want to be part of your free branding. As I said, there's no sales or any catches or anything weird like that. I want to be part of your branding presentation and also put me on the list for the four dimensional songwriter. If you haven't learned by now, I'm not trying to uh, squeeze you for money. I'm trying to give you as much value as I can. So take it like I'm giving it away. So take it, message me on Instagram and say that you want to be part of that. But have a fantastic day, afternoon, night, whatever it may be, wherever you are in the world, stay safe. And I'll see you next episode for, uh, I'll see you for the next episode of Live with Jason John Evans. Now, I don't know if I'm going to be doing it live, but either way, uh, there'll be something inside your inbox, your podcast inbox, or you'll see it within uh, my Instagram feed. And uh, I look forward to chatting with you more about the music industry.